You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. And it is us, those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton, as it says. He is Jeff Smith, Golf Magazine Top 100 teacher. Currently a teacher in residence at Eagle Springs Country Club in in the middle of the mountains of Colorado somewhere. It's amazing out here. It's beautiful. It's uh, not a cornfield, not a bean field. <laughs> and, uh, it's pretty a culture shock from the boy from Indiana. <laughs> I, I tell you, um, you know, when, when you're, you drive out west and, you, you know, I've been out here a lot in the wintertime. Yeah. But when you get out here in the summertime and you get to see how green it actually is, yeah. the rivers are ripping. You got waterfalls coming right off every hill, every mountain. Everything is right around here. All the snow melt is just going crazy. And, uh, you know, I'm watching elk, I'm seeing buffalo, I'm like, that is not a chipmunk. <laughs> not a hey, Gene, you had a story about this, this kid who got the, the ace, and then, and then on a subsequent hole, he lost that ball? Yeah. Uh, what, what is that? How do you, you know, yeah. On, yeah. Put the ball in your pocket. You know, exactly. It, yeah, check out a play. Yes. Yes. Safe it for posterity. And then, but the thing of it is, is, is some guy found that ball later in, in his round and he too got an ace with it. Same ball, two aces, two different people, same course, same day. How much you want to bet somebody's trying to buy that golf ball right now, just so they can go get their first old one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the kid says it's his, he should have it. And the guy says, no, you know, finders keepers, I should have it. Yeah. So they're, they're kind of arguing back and forth. Um, and the kid's too young to buy everybody drinks. So I'm thinking that possession's nine tenths of the law, and that kid learned a tough lesson. That's right. That's, my, that's what I think just happened there. <laughs> so, Mr. Rules Official, in that big, thick book you carry around with you, is there anything that uh, addresses this kind of a situation? No, there is not. Oh. There is just the, uh, the justice of it all. Yeah. Well, I. Can't. I pre- I predict that uh, because of the brouhaha, <laughs> that there will be some sort of a rule about this uh, later on down the line because somebody's going to say, oh, my goodness, there's something that we didn't even think about. We need to have a rule for it because that's what those guys in the Blue Jackets do. I think that they stay up late at night thinking of scenarios that they need to create rules for. We've got some other uh, looks at some other rules, stupid Unstupid, real, and unreal. When we come right back, we are those weekend golf guys, so hang out with us. Hey, if you're anything like me and have a relationship with your dad, your dad saved your butt countless times during your tenure as a kid. It's about time you return that favor with some new Tommy John underwear, don't you think? You know, dads agree, when you wear Tommy John... You're that much more comfortable, so you can do everything better. Tommy John moves with you. It keeps you cool. And thanks to that breathable, lightweight fabric they use with four times the stretch of competing brands, four times, Tommy John knows you're the most confident when you're the most comfortable. They don't have customers. No. Tommy John has raving fans. I've got Tommy John. And when my girls say, what do you need, Daddy? It's like, hey, 
Tommy John underwear. I want it. I love it. I need one pair for every day of the week. This Father's Day, need you to shop TommyJohn.com slash golfguys. Get up to $30 off site-wise plus free shipping. Now through June 15th, get up to $30 off site-wise plus free shipping at TommyJohn.com slash golfguys. TommyJohn.com slash golfguys. TommyJohn.com slash golfguys. See site for details. If you still haven't gotten a golf trip on the calendar this year, there is still time to make it happen at French Lick Resort. This is the only place place. You can play courses by Pete Dye and Donald Ross together at the same property. You can play both championship courses through October 31st when you book the Hall of Fame package. Golf season lasts well into the fall in southern Indiana. Go to FrenchLick.com to start planning. Again, that's FrenchLick.com. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And thanks for hanging. This is us, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Rules. We yeah. don't need no stinking rules, man. <laughs> you know, for most of the golfing population, it's sort of golf anyway. Yeah, it's true. They call somebody on a rule. They break other rules that they don't want to be called on. Right, mm-hmm. John, you can't do that. You're not allowed to tee up your ball in the fairway. No, you're not allowed to kick your ball out of the rough either. So, <laughs> right? That's right. We had an argument the other day. Maybe you can jump in on this, okay? You know, in this scenario, it has happened to everybody who's ever played golf. And and after listening to you, I, I think I'm right. But, um, you know, the do the whole, you know, the waggle thing and the, you know, you're on the first tee and you're getting all warmed up and you get your your driver behind the ball and you're doing all the stuff that you watch the guys do on TV and you make contact with the ball and it plops off the tee and everybody <laughs> goes, that's one. Yeah. And and they got mad at me because I said, no, it's not. He didn't well, intend to hit it. Ball, you did it. It's not a stroke. Uh, you know, the, the definition of the word stroke in the book is pretty clear, pretty clear. It's the forward movement of the club with intent to strike the ball. Okay. So if it's just an inadvertent thing, it's an inadvertent thing, right? Think, go back to Zach Johnson and his, and his driver practice swings where he gets too close to the ball and he takes it off the outside of his club and everybody knows it's practice swing. Yeah. And it goes zipping off into the, into the crowd, um, you know, two feet to the right. And he gets embarrassed and goes and gets his ball and puts it back on a tee and <laughs> actually gets far enough away from his practice, from his ball and his practice swing. And I right. and does that. And, you know, that's that's not a a stroke of a ball with intent to strike. You no. know, that's not a stroke. It's just no. you're swinging and you just inadvertently do that. But yeah. so here's the thing. That happens on the tee box. You're okay because you haven't put the ball into play on that hole. Okay. That happens out in the fairway. And now that's an accidental touching because the ball's now in play. And then you're either stuck with go over there and play it where it is, count the stroke, even though it didn't follow the definition of the word stroke, or you got to go replace it and take a one-stroke penalty. Okay. just And they did that just so they could confuse the hell out of people? No, it's just whether the ball's in play or not. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's really simple. As soon as you put the ball into play on that hole, it's in play. Okay. So you can't go screwing around with it. Can't go making mistakes with it all day long. You got to take your one shot penalty and put it back and play it. Okay. Right. But that's, but that, and that, that starts at every T, right? Every yes. subsequent T is okay. Right. Okay. So if you do make in, inadvertent contact on the 17th T, it still doesn't count as a stroke. 
So the common sense of this people is get a little further from your ball, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And don't and don't take 152 practice swings. No, because you know, at about 151, everybody's kind of got their hands on their <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm impatient. At 122, I start losing it, man. So, man, <laughs> you need to take a little value or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So that I was right. I love being right. And then, and then okay, guys. So uh, if you're li- if you're listening, yes, do not ever <laughs> argue with me again. Um, there's, a, there's, a, <laughs> there's there's a few things too that that uh, aren't rules. Uh, at least they're they're not written down rules. Um, got little things like, like you don't don't stand on a green where your shadow is in the line. You, one of your opponents or one of your playing partners uh, lying to the hole. Yeah, I mean it's just sort of the etiquette, the common yeah. sense of that. Especially, you know, don't be in this whole shadow thing. Don't intentionally like raise your hand and. Or maybe one of the fingers <laughs> on your hand and wobble around in the air and make those little things happen to distract your your guy. Yeah, yeah. You just don't do it. And, and you know, little things too, like walking around on the green while somebody's trying to line up a putt. It's distracting as hell. You know, you should stay behind the guy or just stay out of his line of sight or just you know yeah. stand still. Don't don't be a jerk about the whole thing. You know. Yeah, you know, here's the 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 rub. Right. So everybody's trying to play faster, you know, and here we are. We have these. Oh, let's say etiquette scenarios that we want to be courteous and we want to we want to do what is right to help to not distract the player. But yet we also want to speed up. So we're trying to be time efficient, you know, and we have things going on. Like you said, hey, what if. John, what if you're reading your putt? Can I go read my putt at the same time? Yeah. Or my reading my putt distracting you from reading your putt? Yeah, especially if you're doing the the, the walking thing, like you know the 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 aim point system that that you use, yeah, where you're walking all around trying to figure out what the slope is and stuff. Well, I'm just standing on my line. But what if my line is somewhere near yours? Yeah, that's true. Right. It's a good thing the aim point only takes ten seconds. Yeah. Because I can be courteous and wait. Yeah, you can. Yeah. But those guys who are traipsing around and they walk, they, they stalk their putt and they're walking all over the green. They're walking to the other side of the hole, squatting down, looking around and they go back and they go back yeah. way. And yeah. they're like, that's what we're really talking about. Yeah. They have no idea why they're doing it, but, but they see the guys on TV doing it. So they think it's what they should do. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I just look at that and I'm thinking, okay, what's the balancing act between, you know, speed of play and doing the right thing with etiquette. So yeah. You just try to do your best and, and try to figure it all out. By the way, the whole fixing of the pitch marks thing, yeah, that's included in that time frame too. So yeah, <laughs> I think everybody, as soon as they get on the green, the first thing you do is go fix your pitch mark. Like as soon as you do that and you're instantly walking to fix your, fix your pitch mark and maybe a couple others, nobody's been out of shape at you about that. No. Then get the heck out of the way for whoever's turn it is. Yeah. Is it a rule that you have to mark your ball? Or is it again just you do, common courtesy? You do, you do not have to mark your ball. It is okay. definitely common courtesy. Okay. Because not a lot of players want to see another ball, ball land in there. You know, let's say, John, I hit it in there to two feet, and it's somewhere near your line. I'm not required by rule to go mark that ball. I could go up and play out of play and tap it in. I could leave it there. 
Mm-hmm. And it would be a distraction to you or an irritation just, you know, and maybe my intent was benign. I just didn't want to go up there and bother you while you were reading your putt. Well, maybe my intent was just to irritate you, the fact that I hit it to two feet and yours is 20. <laughs> you wouldn't do a thing like that, man. No, no. I would uh, not. <laughs> so it, there's a fine line, too, between the rule and and the simple etiquette of the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there are things you do because it's courteous and things you do because in the book it says you have to. And someone's going to penalize you if you don't. You know, it's interesting. They use different words in the rule book. Okay. They use the words must and shall. Ooh, okay. Right? And when they use the word should, that'd be a recommendation. Right, yeah. But when they use the words must and shall, you pretty much got to do those. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's yeah. kind of funny how they use language like that. Yeah. Obvious, obviously, they were all lawyers in another <clears throat> life before they. Yeah, were. that's right. Sometimes they use the word may. Ooh. Yeah. That'd be an optional word. Yes. It's not necessarily suggestive. Doesn't mean that you have to do that, but you could take this option or you yes. may take this option. You may take that other option. That's, so it tells you just by the definitions, these are choices that you can make. So one needs to pay attention to the uh, to the wording of the rule. I know it's kind of funny that people read things. Yeah, some they people don't. Different. Well, most yeah. people don't, right? Well, yeah. Okay, and, almost all people don't. Even even people <laughs> who do read it can read it differently because they don't they don't discern the difference between may and shall and should and shall should and, should and shall. Yeah, or, right. Or can and could or whatever. Um, there is one other rule too that I would like to see instituted especially for older guys. And that is when you pop out the bottle of ibuprofen, make sure you've got enough for everybody in the group. Yeah. I think that's a courtesy. Yeah, I really do. I think that falls right under the, 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 the etiquette section. Yep. Yep. Rules. Cause that is definitely a courteous thing to do. Cause everybody hurts. Right. (laughs) Everybody hurts. Hey, there are some rules that are good. We've got some some rules that have been sticking points, and I'm, I know I'm going to get Jeff's ire up when we come right back because I'm <laughs> going to mention one of his favorites. We are those weekend golf guys. Hang with us. We'll be right back. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys, facebook.com slash golf guys. Okay, two majors down. Next up is Brookline. You know, from T to Green, you can get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can deposit $25 or more and get $100 in free bets instantly. You know, it, at the country club, it's the U.S. Open. So that Phil, DJ, all those other guys who have uh, resigned or been banned from the PGA Tour will be there playing. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the course for cash with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Golf Contests. It's easy. Just pick six golfers, stay under the salary cap, and lock your lineup before the pros hit the first hole on Thursday. Everyone can play for over $10 million in prizes. So don't miss the action for golf's third major. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code WEEKEND at sign up. Deposit $25 or more and get $100 in free bets instantly. That's code WEEKEND, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. 
I'm John Ashton. He's Jeff Smith, Golf Magazine Top 100 teacher. We are collectively known as those weekend golf guys, and we thank you for being here. We want you to have some golf balls, okay? A year's supply of golf. In fact, hang on a second. If you're following us on Facebook, where are they? I think someone someone put them away. No, here they are. Because you wouldn't have done that. Put them away? Oh, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Encore. Vero. X1s. Did you watch the match last week? I did not. This is the ball that Josh Allen was playing. Oh, was it? And did you hear what Tom Brady said about it? No. <laughs> he said, man, you went to a school I never heard of, and now you're playing a ball I never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> but we have uh, 12 dozen of these. We're going to give to one person. We are calling it a year's supply of golf balls. Uh, it damn well better be, or you need some lessons. Okay, because that's 144 golf balls. You either play golf every day and lose two or three balls per round, or you need some lessons, or maybe both, you know, whatever. Uh, But just go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. You can uh, sign up to register there. You can do it at our Facebook group, the League of Extraordinarily Average Golfers. Um, You can do it uh, Instagram at uh, john.thegolfguy. Um, you can go anywhere and you can sign up. We're everywhere. And then just our website too, thoseweekendgolfguys.com. So you want to uh, sign up, we're going to be giving away um, in about a month. So sign up. A dozen golf balls. That'll get you through at least this season. I mean, a dozen, dozen golf balls get you through at least this season. A dozen, dozen is a lot of ball, man. It is. It's 144 right, so if you do the math. Here's the real question, John. Have you counted the yes. dimples on that golf ball? No, I get it to 250 and then I get lost and I forget where I've begun and I have to go back and do it again. And it's just, you know, it could take all day. So, Because then you could do some funny math on how many du- how many dimples you're giving away. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the only dimples that count are the ones right here, buddy, right here. <laughs> oh, man. Rule. This, this is the rule. And if you've listened to us for any length of time, you have heard Jeff harangue about this uh, in the past you had to bring this one up already uh, already man this this is my favorite me? because it i just i just love to 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 watch you just your shoulders get all hunched and you start turning you red know, and oh. start talking about this it just makes me <laughs> mad just to think about talking about this but <laughs> jeff has has had occasion where he has hit tremendous drives <clears throat> Long, straight, far, right down the middle of the fairway. And he gets to his ball and he sees that his ball is lying in a divot. Some other person has been there before him and has left a gaping hole in the fairway, which Jeff's ball has found. Now, should that have happened on a green, he could have picked the ball up, fixed the divot, put the ball back down and gone on without a problem. But being in the fairway, <laughs> no, no, no. Thanks for bringing that up in the way that you did, John. You're welcome, buddy. <laughs> Excuse me about how I put the hair out of the back of my neck now. <laughs> so there's a lot of trouble with this, like a lot of people. Look, I'm, I'm a former rules official, and I have a problem with this. Mm-hmm. Because of the... the the dual problem that the USGA has created, right? This whole notion of play it as it lies, right? Right. So this scenario that you bring up, right? I bust it down the middle of the fairway and I have to play it out of somebody else's divot who also did the same thing. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Now, that's akin to I blasted my ball into a bunker and I wound up in a footprint because somebody didn't take care of the property that they just damaged. So right. it screws up my shot. Okay, there's one little level of irritation about that. But golf is not intended to be played on perfection. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I'm okay with all that. But when they start changing the rules around for one player versus another, it really irritates me. Okay. This is where I get really bent because they all talk about rules and they're all talking about how fair the game has to be. Yeah. Tell me that when they decided a handful of years back that you didn't have to play everything exactly as it lies when you hit it into a hazard. Now they're calling them penalty areas. (laughs) Okay. Now all of a sudden those rules aren't the same. Right. And now all of a sudden the guy who hits it into a penalty area now gets to either a ground his club or B it's no longer a penalty to do this or that or the other thing, move a stick or whatever. Now all of a sudden the guy who hit a poor shot gets to have a little bit of an advantage versus the guy who hit a decent shot and got a bad outcome in terms of I hit one down the fairway and get it in a divot. Mm-hmm. And I have a, a tougher scenario, but somebody over there in that hazard in that penalty area who smashed it 30 yards to the right into the junk and we're competing against each other. They get to mess with their lie and I don't get to mess with mine. So Jeff's a little bit <clears throat> myth that somebody who didn't hit as good a shot as he gets preferential treatment. A little bit of that. Now, (laughs) let's not think of it as me versus you for a second. Let's think about it as the hard work that it takes every single good player to hit the ball well and hit it into the fairway and hit it into the junk fewer times, right? They've Mm -hmm. worked hard. They put together that. And then now the rules officials come along and they make a rule that essentially is not rewarding good play in competition with somebody who didn't do that and is hitting it into the junk all the time. And what they've done is it's not about me. It's about every good player who gets essentially hosed by a situation like this. Right. Yeah. I think there's this discussion about this divot thing in what stage of, of repair or disrepair is this divot? And the answer is, to me, is, isn't, is well, is there sand in the divot? Did somebody take care of it? Should you have to be out of a sand-filled divot? Or is there grass growing up? And to what level is the grass growing up until it's flush with the surface with everything else? Here's my take. If you hit it into the fairway and you don't get a fairway lie, because your ball is into a divot, but two inches from it is not in the divot and you got a fairway lie. I think regardless of whether what stage of repair or disrepair this thing is in, Mm -hmm. you should be able to pick up your ball, pluck it, put it right next to the divot and say, okay, that's what I earned on that shot. Right now. Then there's the discussion of, 
well, what other bad break are you going to get back into? Right. And this is why this is why mm-hmm. they've caused this problem. Yeah. Right. Cause if they'd left the stuff alone, I would have just been grousing forever. Like, dang it. I have to play it out of this fairway, but they yeah. also have to play it out of the junk when they hit it in the junk. Right. See, as soon as they changed it, we didn't have to play it out of the junk. Then that's when I got bent out of shape because now you get you bring in this whole mess of well, I don't know. I didn't like that bounce that I got. I hit a good shot. I deserve to have a better lot, but I got a bad bounce off of that rock. Okay, <laughs> fine. That's the play it as it lies thing. Sorry about your luck, pal. Rub of the green. Right. But when they change the thought about rubber, the green, and they change the idea that you have to take what it gave you mm-hmm. regardless, that's when I got bent out of shape about this rule. Okay. It wasn't forever that I was mad that I had to play out of a divot. It was, I was always mad that I had to play out of a divot because, but at least it was fair. Right. That people always had to deal with every single lie that they had. And when they went and screwed that up, that's when I got all bent out of shape because they didn't screw it up equally. Yeah. 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 And, and like you say, you're getting preferential treatment for doing something, for hitting a bad shot. You're, you're basically being rewarded for hitting a bad shot, uh, which, which is antithetical it, it, to the idea of the game. It really. is. It is. I wish they would go back to exactly how they had it before. Yeah. I know that they were doing it for pace of play reasons, but I don't think that was the right decision in the least. Yeah. I, yeah. I think realistically that one made the, the governing body looked to me like they didn't understand or honor their original purpose in making the rules of golf under play it as it lies. The whole play it as it lies thing knows. Play as it lies. I'm a big yeah. fan of that in competition. That, but that didn't didn't originate with the USGA. That originated with some king in Scotland, didn't it? Not a king. The guys who just not <laughs> yeah. a king. Just the guys who started creating the, the rules of golf. The six the six guys at uh, whatever uh, organization that was royal and ancient or whatever they called themselves at that time. I believe it was the the something or other of Edinburgh golfers. Right. That's where they, yes. they came up with these Brother. thirteen rules of golf. The Brotherhood of Edinburgh Golfers, I believe. Something like that, yeah. yeah but yeah. I'm good with all that because at least up until the point of a few years ago when they made this change, at least the rules applied to everybody. Right, yeah. And as soon as you make the rules not apply to everybody, that's when I started to get bent out of shape about it. Yeah, especially when the rules not only don't apply to everybody but give, give a leg up to someone who does something badly. No, yeah, it's, because it's kind of like saying it's 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 okay to hit it in the rough. We'll we'll just, you know it's it's the whole let's you get a trophy no matter what happens mentality. Well, the the, the the guys who came up with the 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 rules are the same guys who came up with the handicap system, which is supposed to make things equitable. Yeah, you get to fairly compete against me. I mm. get to fairly compete against Tiger Woods using handicaps. Right. right. And if as long as we do that system in an honest way, we get a pretty, pretty equal challenge between us. And it works out beautifully. Right. We may have to give the USGA some rebuttal time here, but we'll uh, we'll check with them during the break and see what they want to say about it. We're coming right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Hang out. 
Yeah, you know, I do all the cooking in uh, in my house, and it's usually pretty basic. So you can imagine my wife's surprise when I said the other night, hey, hon, what would you like to have for dinner? Would you like a, uh, a shredded beef tamale bowl, or would you like maybe some uh, some vodka chicken with pasta? And she said, you can make that? And I said, it will be delicious. Notice how I so smoothly sidestepped the question. I wasn't going to tell her I wasn't going to cook it. I was just going to put it in the microwave because they are Factor chef-prepared meals. Yeah, Factor makes it easy for me to eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never-frozen prepared meals that are so delicious, well, you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. Now, this is kind of confusing, so listen. Head to gogofactor75.com slash golfguys120. Then use the code golfguys120 to get $120 off. That's code golfguys120 at go.factor75.com slash golfguys120 for $120 off. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Generics Sildenafil allows you to save up to $650 on Viagra. Why pay name brand prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get the same results for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 50 generic Sildenafil pills for just $99. Call 800-705-1451. That's 800-705-1451. Again, 800-705-1451. And we are back to this weekend, Golf Guys. John Ashton here in studio. Jeff Smith out at the Eagle Springs Country Club in, uh, is it in Vail? Or it's a Eagle Springs Golf Club, and it's in Walcott, Colorado, just outside of Vail. It's in the Vail Valley. Yep. Ho, ho, ho. Vail Valley. Just west of Vail. So you're, you're uh, hanging out there for the summertime and then going back in the winter just to be a tourist, right? Taking your skis with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, here we are bellyaching about the a few rules. Let's let's go with a few other rules, right? Because USGA, they didn't call us back during the break. I know, man. What's up with this? Because well, even if they do listen to us, they don't care about what we're saying. <laughs> so, but, you know, there's a few other rules that are out there that I know that people – break that they shouldn't break uh-huh. i mentioned one of them earlier um you blast your ball into a bunker and you get your balls in somebody else's footprint because mm-hmm. they weren't courteous enough to rake it smooth right well okay so bunkers don't have to be raked smooth right to be a bunker to be a hazard to be a penalty you yeah. know place it's just we're trying to be nice to each other. <laughs> give, give us something good to look at, right? It's not supposed to be a great place to play from. No. They're supposed to be avoided. That's right. right? But most golf courses and, and the way that golf has gone is to, to be good to your fellow man behind you mm-hmm. and give him a break by not just destroying the area that he's going to have to play from because they all hit it in there because of golf course architects are pretty smart fellas. Yeah. They put them in there to design to trap you, to get your ball, hit it in there and go. That's why it's called a sand trap. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, it's just one of those, one of those things that you ought to do. So let's, let's make sure that people don't, have to break rules because they're sick of playing out of somebody else's footprint. Don't give them footprints in there to begin with. Yeah. Rake them up. Rake them yeah. smooth when you get out. 
Hey, do you do you like when you go by talking about being curious? It just popped into my head because where you are right now and where we are most of the time, if especially in the morning hours, there are deer tracks all over the bunkers on a golf course around here. There are. Yeah. Do you rake those when you go by just to be curious, or you say, "Hey, it's not my tracks." If I'm not going in the bunker, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to stop. Okay. Stop. Stop walking and go. Oh, look! There's a hoof print. Yeah. I should rake that smooth. Yeah. I'm. I'm not that nice. I got you. I'm gonna I keep doing you. my my thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. But if I see something, you know, if there's nobody behind me, and I see somebody's really torn up a a greenside bunker with walking up the face of the bunker for gosh sakes. Right. And half the saves, the face just caved in. Yeah. I'll jump in there and smooth that thing out. Okay. Because otherwise you're just, you're just wrecking people behind you. Yeah. I mean, it's right. It's ridiculous. Yeah. People don't walk up the face of a bunker, please. Don't yeah. walk up the steep side. There's always a low side. Walk out the low side. It's generally speaking on the back, you know, mm-hmm. the side away from the green, please. Anyway. And, and and don't use the excuse that the rake is all the way over on the other side of the bunker and I don't have time to go get it. Yeah. I mean, really. <laughs> you Just think about it. If it was you who had to play out of your footprint because you mm-hmm. were too lazy to go get that rake and do the job. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah, they, they have people for that. Yeah. I want to pay $30 a round, but they have people for that. Yeah. And and those people come by at six o'clock in the morning and they do it once. once. After that, it's up to you for That's the rest right. of the day. Come on, guys. Job. Right. Yeah. So anyway, we'll, we'll go back to the rules. But are you allowed to just move your ball out of that footprint and just throw it in wherever you want to? No. Are you supposed to be able to play out of that? Yeah, but nobody wants to. So right here we go to the sort of golf. Mm-hmm. For the recreational golfer, most often they're not playing under that footprint. Yeah. So they'll rake it out, you know, and do that. So if you walk into a bunker, walk in with a rake and rake yourself out. Yes. Smooth it out. So here's a here's a fun one, John. Are you allowed to rake the bunker before you uh, hit your shot? I would venture to guess no. So this is one of those funny new things that the USGA did. They, they allow you to go in there. Used to be you could, could walk into a bunker and nothing could touch the sand. If you slipped and fell, okay, your hand could touch the sand. But then they go, ah, <laughs> you're testing the sand. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Or if, or if your club was in your hand and you used it like a cane to prop yourself up because you slipped – off right. the mound or something, they go, uh-uh, uh-uh, that's testing the sand. Now they don't get you for testing the sand. But they still don't let you go in there and just rake the sucker smooth. <laughs> okay? Well, I'm not testing the sand. I'm just doing my job. That's right. I'm do sneaking up for the chump in front of me who didn't do his job. That's yeah, right. how, about, how about do it after you hit your shot yeah. instead of before? Thank you. Yeah. Right? But, you know, there's other rules out there that people get twisted about, right? Let's, how about in scrambles? Are there any rules in scrambles? Oh man, scrambles, it's, I mean, scramble on the golf course is a whole different game. Yeah. Basically, man. It's a lot like that big rule book just disappeared. Yeah. Because yeah. people make up their own thing. 
this whole, I can move my ball wherever I want it to be. Here's the ball we've chosen to play. It's the best of the four. Yeah, but we still get two club lengths to move it. <laughs> you know, sometimes you get a scorecard length. And sometimes you don't get any statement at all from how to play it. So they all take these things. And then sometimes the rules are you can get two club lengths or one club length from your ball, no closer to the hole. Oh, and you have to keep it on the same surface. So everybody's fluffing up their ball, mm -hmm. right? They got it in the light rough where everybody wants to play from anyway. Not a lot of people want to play from the fairway. They want to play from their light rough. <laughs> then they can fluff their ball up a little bit, you know, and just fluff <laughs> it up a little. Next thing, next thing you know, they they got that. But you know, you see some people doing that. What's the difference between that one? Balls in the first cut of rough, and everybody's fluffing it up, touching it, getting it exactly how they want it. Or if they play on the fairway, and then somebody just tees it up. Mm -hmm. What's the difference? Well, you're not allowed to use a tee outside of the tee box. Well, you're not allowed to touch the ball and fluff it up and do those things. Right. This is where this whole rules bit when you're playing in a scramble is completely a joke if they don't <laughs> elaborate on the rules. Yeah. To say, look, there are things you're not allowed to do, but they go, oh, but that one should be unmentioned. That's just, you shouldn't have to say that. Really? Should you say that you're not allowed to touch your ball in the fairway and roll it? Yet they do. Mm -hmm. If they landed in a divot and it happens to be the best drive, do all of them have to play from the divot? No. Not one of those balls is going to get played from a divot. That's right. Not right. one of those balls going to be played because if, if it's being played on a municipal golf course where maybe you've got – different types of grass. Maybe you've got some really nice grass. Maybe you get some weedy kind of stuff <laughs> and you're in the weedy kind of stuff. No, 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 no. It's going to go to a really nice lie. It's going to go to the nice grass. You know, yeah. that's what's going to happen. So they move all this stuff all over the place and they write down these numbers that are just hilarious. Right. <laughs> but, but there's there, you know, that's the one they're going to jump in the bunker and rake it in the bunker. Cause the guy goes in there, stuffs, he goes, and the best shot of the foursome lands in the bunker. Golfer number one goes in there, gets his lie perfect because all the other three guys behind him, they're going to have perfect lies because they're going to rake it because right. he just hoofed it all up, took a big swath out of there, and they're going to mm -hmm. rake it smooth, and they're going to make it right, and all that seems to be fine. So the first guy is going to go in there and go, well, all three of these guys get a better lie than I do if I play this as it lies, so I'm not going to play it as it lies at all. And next thing you know, the rules are out. Yeah. You know, and just let me give in, in case I'm playing with that group someday, the shot in the bunker, I don't care how close it is to the green. It's not the best shot of the four. There's got to be one in the fairway somewhere, even if it's 30 yards back from the bunker. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Because you know how to hinge and thump it now. So I know how to hinge and thump it. Why would but, you even think that? Because that may be the best chance to get it up and down. Come Not on, John. The people you I enough. pay with. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. Is the, the, the schlubs that you're playing with don't have a chance from 30 yards either. Okay. <laughs> They're going to get up there and skull one up there to 60 feet. Yeah. Call that one the best one. Yeah. I, we played in a scramble once, man, and a guy. I mean, the guy could hit the hit the living crap out of the ball. He couldn't hit it straight to save his life. Of of you know, 14 fairways, I think he hit um, none of them. <laughs> <laughs> I 
but his ball was always closest. And he was always like, yeah, I'm closer. We'll play my ball. You know, you, you've got you've got four and a half inches of scrub grass here, buddy. I, nobody's going to get a club through that crap. You know, I'm 20 yards behind you, but yes, I'm in the fairway. Let's play this one. No, we're playing a closer one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Yep. Yeah, you're off the list, man. <laughs> Last time we invite you to come play with us. Right. So, you know, we talk about some of these other things that are in these scrambles that violate all the rules, too. How about the putting? Does anybody ever putt from where the ball actually was? No. No. <laughs> they'll move it six inches here. They'll move it six inches there. They, yeah. They're changing the angle of the putt. Yeah. Nobody's putting from the same place. No. So then no. what is this? You know, th there's no plan from, you know, whether you're the only time you, there's even remotely all playing by the rules of golf where all four guys are hitting a shot from a place is on the tee. <laughs> <laughs> and even then it can be a little different. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's fun though. I, I got a quick story about playing in a scramble um, and 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 um, scores and things like that. We were playing in a scramble for a, a, a big charity in one of the towns here close to Louisville. And uh, on our team, because we were the minor celebrities from the radio station, was the mayor of the town. So we, you know, we were teeing off. We go, Mr. Mayor, who's going to win? And he said, the cops. And I said, Oh, why are they good? He said, No, they cheat. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, why don't you say something? He said, hey, I have to drive in this town, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was just a foregone conclusion that the cops were, and they did. The, the one, one of the, the police department teams, they had like four teams in the, in the scramble. One of the, one of the cop teams came in with a 52 a 52? A 52. And it's like, oh, come on. At least put down a score that's somewhat credible. You know? 52. <laughs> 52. You eagle every hole? You birdie, birdie every hole, eagle all the par fives. Yeah, right. Sure, that's possible. <laughs> yeah, 20 that under happened. par. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So, yeah. Let's uphold all the laws. The, the rules of golf are fluid. Basically, uh, yeah, in some scenarios, right? Unless you're playing in a competition, serious competition, where where the where most people have rules officials to actually know what the heck the rules are. Yeah, but I mean, on every scorecard, though, it does say USGA rules apply. Yeah, but we just have to throw that out the window and go on our own anyhow. That, that's like a stamp on the back of every scorecard that says we have a scorecard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> is there really truly anybody who reads the back of the scorecard? And is there really truly any out to, other than to find out who's the evil designer of this golf course? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Look at this golf course. I'm never coming to one of his golf courses again. <laughs> uh, rules, schmools. As we said at the beginning, we don't need no stinking rules. <laughs> We will be right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. 
You know, by now you've probably heard all about cryptocurrencies. You might even already be investing in them. But did you know that you can invest in cryptocurrencies through your retirement account? That's right. With iTrust Capital, you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies from a crypto IRA and get all the same tax advantages as a traditional IRA. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. The iTrust Capital platform is easy to use and it takes only a few minutes to create your account. Setting up an IRA is free, and iTrust has no account opening fees and no monthly fees. It's time to start taking control of your financial future. With iTrust Capital, you can get all the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Sign up today and receive a $100 funding bonus when you open and fund an account. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital, Inc. does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. Have current events affected the ability for you to pay your bills? Has your credit card debt overwhelmed you? Has your income decreased because you're working less or have you lost your job? Credit Guard of America may be able to help you find a solution to this problem. We offer a free no obligation consultation to learn how you can cut your payments by up to half and potentially lower your interest down to zero. Credit Guard of America is an A-plus rated nonprofit company that will work on your behalf. Credit Guard of America is licensed in all 50 states and has counseled over 1 million consumers struggling with debt just like you. Let us help you analyze and prioritize your debt. Negotiate with your creditors to reduce interest and payments. Set up one affordable monthly payment and provide ongoing education and support. Call now for a free no-obligation consultation and learn how you can become debt-free. Call 800-672-6925. That's 800-672-6925. 800-672-6925. So you can probably, you should, you know, join the USGA, get the free copy of the rule book and read it so you know what rules to ignore. Because it's no fun ignoring the rule if you don't know it's a rule you're ignoring. Well, you know, you just play however you want to because that's what most people are doing anyway. Or to golf. It's supposed to be fun, you know. If, like if, if it has to fun playing golf, then you're playing by too many rules. Yeah. And if you have to tee it up in the middle of the fairway to have fun, tee it up in the middle of the fairway. And if anybody gives you crap, say, hey, listen to the weekend golf guys. They told me it was OK. And they know. You know what? I got I got students that I work with that are that are beginners. One of the rules that I consistently violate is some of the rules about equipment. OK. I have a set of clubs that have training grips on all clubs, <gasps> which is illegal. Right. <laughs> And I insist that my beginners go out and play a round of golf with them mm-hmm. because then they understand what a better grip can actually do for their golf game. Right. Right. And it helps, helps them make more, have more fun. I actually have a few students that said, well, why don't I just put these on my clubs? I'm like, go ahead, knock yourself out. Let's get your grip on there. The way your hands ought to be. Let's twist those grips in the manner that they should be because mm-hmm. you're an entertainment golfer anyway. Right. All we have to do is alter your golf bag and take out those bag divider things that are at the top of all the bags because now your grips are too large to fit in there. So let's just get you a carry a cart bag, chop the top inside part out, just throw them all in there like it's a big open hole. It's a long bucket and it Mm -hmm. works out beautifully. Yeah. But what they get out of that is better golf and more fun instead of using the rules of equipment and making it harder for them. I want to make sure that they have a good grip 
that can square up the club face and hit a ball up the middle instead of having them play sideways. And I really don't care because these golfers are trying to learn and they learn how to put their hands on and they can fit that. And there's no confusion about where it ought to be when you twist it into the one that they ought to have that's right for them. And they'll put it on there and they'll put both hands on there and they'll play golf and they'll hit good shots with it. And they'll think, well, that's just what golf is. Yeah. It's It's so much better. It's got to be fun. If it's not fun, why do it? Because it's entertainment, like you say. We're not playing for money. We're not We're not out there trying to impress anybody but ourselves. If, if you are impressed because you shot a 72, but you didn't count any of the penalty shots or any of the lost balls or any of that stuff, it's your game. Go for it. Just, just you know, rules or no rules. Just go out and play some golf. <laughs>